Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Saturday, another loss, another frustrating performance against Air Force. This is BNVR Rams Late Night presented by Chevalier Mortgage. I don't know. I mean, it's it's nothing surprising, right? Like, this is a series that Air Force has historically been dominant in over the last, really, I mean, since 1980. They've pretty much owned the Rams on a consistent basis. It's definitely been a frustrating rivalry. I don't even know if you can call it a rivalry with the, the lack of success that CSU's had in it, but it's just not a game that they perform well in, you know, year in and year out. We have to deal with this stupid triple option offense, and it it never goes well. It never goes well for the Rams, and they got gashed tonight. Obviously gave up a 92-yard touchdown, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Second week in a row that they've given up a touchdown of 85-plus yards. You can't win that way. I mean, it, it's just, it's not a winning formula, but you know what is a winning formula? Something to keep in mind for our homeowners with prices going up, creating natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that, make the bubble work for you. My friends, Mike and Virginia Chevalier over at Chevalier Mortgage, they have a fun perk for DNVR listeners. If you visit them at dnvrmortgage.com, you can enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice. Most importantly, you can get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options dnvrmortgage.com. You can also call Mike directly at 970-412-2472 or one more time, go to dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, MLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, MLS number 1910631. Shout out to my friends at Chevalier Mortgage. Had to had to get something positive on the, on the show right off the bat because there's not going to be a whole lot positive to talk about in this one. Um, Really just a frustrating game. I guess let's get into instant reaction here. The Rams, they didn't lay down. You know, they didn't at any point like just concede defeat. And I I guess that's a positive to a small extent. I mean, effort is kind of the bare minimum at the D1 level, right? I mean, it's tough to really feel that good about that. 
when the reality is they never had an actual chance to win this game. I mean, you start with a three and out. Great. You're, you know, you're giving a, the ball to a, a team that dominates possession and you immediately give up a touchdown. So you're feeling like crap. And then, you know, it's just like, here we go again. Same old story. And even after, you know, Santeo kind of gives them some life, you know, and it goes down and, and drives the ball to cut the lead to 14 to seven, you immediately give up that 92 yard touchdown. It's just the Ram life. The Ram life has not been kind over the last couple of weeks. You have almost a thousand yards to Wyoming and Air Force over these last two weeks. It wasn't quite a thousand. They didn't hit it. Kevin Lytle and I were kind of following it like, oh, are they going to get it? But it's just, it's just a common theme, right? Like going back to 2016, you have one win over Wyoming, Air Force, Boise State, CU in the postseason. One win. And it was last year in the, in the pandemic in a fluky season in which you forced two turnovers right off the bat. And it was kind of a weird game too. Like the lack of success is just so disheartening. It's week after week after week. The losses just pile up. It's always the same thing in any game that matters for CSU. And I asked Adazio about it post game, and, and I even tried to be fair. You know, I was like, look, I know you haven't been here since 2016, but one win in any of these games that matter, what can you, you know, say to the fans? And he kind of cut me off. He's like, you know, going back to 2016, I wasn't here. It's like, you know, I said that. But he's like, you know, we're building a program and you should still feel positive because, you know, we're getting tougher and the fundamentals and, you know, the same things that we hear coaches about all the cliches. And, you know, some of it is probably true. I do think that the Rams have an identity on both sides of the ball in terms of, like, they are a little more stout in the trenches. But what what is it amounted to? I mean, it, it hasn't led to any more success for this football team. And I just – I don't know. I, I felt like it was a fair question. I'll play that audio on the podcast tomorrow. I'll obviously write about it as well. But he, he did not like the question, and, and he didn't like Terry Fry's question either. It was like, you know, what do we need to see over the next two weeks? to kind of, you know, make the fans see some of these positives that you're always preaching about. And he got real defensive and was like, you have an agenda and this, that. I'm, I'm sure it's on YouTube. I mean, some of it might end up being, you know, a meme on online and all that. But it was just a typical, typical post-game experience after a really tough loss. Jimmy V once said, if you laugh, thank you, cry, you had a full day. I'm glad to see football is allowing their fans to have full days. Hey. That's a that's a glass half full perspective. Shout out to my guy Nicholas Toffelmeyer, aka the Daily Adam Thistlewood on Instagram, one of the best CSU accounts around. Always giving good perspective. <laughs> oh, that cracked me up, and it made me lose my my track of thought. But uh, Todd Santeo, you know, he was he was good as a runner in this one. Had a couple of really really untimely interceptions. I don't know. I mean, like, they, they drove the ball again. Like, they didn't fight, but CSU's rushing stats are kind of misleading in this one. You know, Todd kind of helps inflate them a little bit at the end. And I just – I hope they give more carries to Ajon Vivens and, and Jalen Thomas next week. Nothing against David Bailey. I mean, I, I think he's a very talented player, but he's – he looks like he's kind of running in slow motion right now. I mean, it's just been – a really frustrating experience with the, with the run game. I know they've had a lot of injuries on the offensive line. That's a tough position to be in as an offense. But again, like every team in the country has to deal with injuries. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm I'm not trying to be unfair here. I just, I I don't understand 
the way that they use their playmakers. I mean, no second half targets for Trey McBride or no second half catches, at least. I, I did not see any targets, but I know for sure he didn't have any catches. How, how, how can that be? Like, he's the best tight end in college football. You're trailing, maybe get the bottom. I mean, they were, they were kind of content with giving him the short passes and doubling him over the top. And I, I'm not saying he's going to go for like a 50-yard touchdown or something, but no catches in the second half, that's, that's not acceptable. Now, part of that is CSU just didn't have the football in the second half. Air Force, they completely controlled time of possession, like 13 and a half minutes in the, in the third quarter. CSU had one possession. They scored on it, and that was a positive. But that was what, what was so backbreaking is any time that the Rams would kind of inch forward, Air Force always had the response. And that's how it's always been in this series, right? Over the last, like, 10, 15, 20 years, I mean – 2016 you lose 49 46 in a shootout like 2014 even in the years when you had success like they go 10 and 2 that year you still lose to freaking air force like this team just has csu's number troy calhoun he owns the rams there's really no other way to put it at this point it sucks i don't know like do we need to sacrifice a goat or something like I, what needs to happen for CSU to finally break through in this series. I'm, I'm willing to take suggestions. If you have a suggestion, please comment it. I don't know, maybe we need to, I'm, I don't really believe in magic, but we can kind of look it up. Kale, my man, producer, do you think that we need to go to like the dark arts or think, something to help change the juju here? I don't know, maybe we can get our resident witch Ariana in here to help <coughs> change the juju or something. I like at least that. get at least get a good tarot card reading to see what see what's in store because she's usually pretty accurate with those. So at least then we would know what pain we're in store for. Maybe she can just kind of give us some answers, provide some solace, some relief throughout our our troubled times. I would hope so. I would hope so. <laughs> it's it's a brutal experience being a CFU fan, Kale. I don't. I'm sure you. Okay, but you guys have. You guys have the best basketball team the state of Colorado has had in 20 years this year. So, like, thank goodness. I mean, it can't come soon enough. But we, like, <laughs> we've been through a lot. Not at one. You have one significant football win in five years after building a brand new stadium. I mean, that's it's just disheartening, you know. And you have beautiful yeah, stadium too. Telling fans to chill out, basically, and like CSU's never been good, which isn't even true. But that's a whole that's a whole other side tangent. My point is like we had all these expectations of greatness and it just it hasn't come to fruition. It has in basketball, or it appears that we are trending in that direction, but from the football side, it, it's just been a rough experience. Yeah, I mean they built that new stadium. I remember when it was getting built, everybody was so excited talking about all the stuff, and now it's empty every Saturday, which is just so heartbreaking when you have that beautiful stadium by the way it's gorgeous i just it's it's tough to feel a whole lot of excitement moving forward i mean they're losing a ton of talent like not gonna have prayer toby mcbride next year they're losing scott patch and manny jones ryan stonehouse all these good players and i'm just sitting here like well what are we gonna hang our hat on i mean Trey McBride has been about the only thing keeping me sane this football season. That dude's a freak, but like outside of him, it's just been let down after let down. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't blame you. It's, uh, and it's been a lot of. I, I hate to bring it back to the Broncos, but in in a lot of ways, it feels a lot. Oh, they're like very similar what, seasons. Yeah. It, 
feels a lot like what it's been to be a Broncos fan for the last couple of years where you think the team's actually pretty good, but then at the end of the year you look and you're like, well, they only won five games. So it's are they the actually that, that good? You, dude. And so it's, it's the hope because like a Detroit Lions fan that and just like expect to suck, but we don't expect to suck. Maybe we should, but you know, yeah, that hope that kills us little by little every day. So it's that hope. Like I mean, I can't tell you how many times this year I've been watching, and I'm not even a, a Rams fan. I wouldn't even necessarily classify myself, but I'm sitting in there in the fourth quarter, and they look really good, and then it's just like another meltdown, and you're like, I. But but then, you know, we sit at the end of the game and we go, how many positive takeaways are there? And there's a bunch. And so, but then again, we can say all these positive takeaways till we're blue in the face, but they have three wins. That's the thing is just nobody's been more patient than me in terms of like people, people turned on Adazio pretty quickly. I didn't do that. And I'm, and I'm, not even saying like everything that he's established is a failure. Cause I don't think that's the truth. I, like you said, there have been a lot of positives. It's just the inconsistencies and I don't know, the lack of accountability. That's like a whole different thing that, that gets under my skin, but I just, I don't know. The losing, it, it piles up, right? Like it's, it's hard for me to keep coming here week after week and tell the fans, be patient, be patient, be patient. They're going to finish three and nine. They're not going to, I don't think they're going to beat Hawaii next week. Like, Coming into this season, I felt very confident, but it's, they have now lost four just emotional games in a row. And naturally, I think that's when teams just kind of break. Like, I feel like, I feel like tonight was the breaking point. Maybe they'll prove me wrong, but that's how I feel tonight. For sure. All right, let's, uh, let's go to the turning point in this one. Just kind of keep it moving. I don't want to keep dwelling. But CSU gave up a 92-yard passing touchdown. It was first and 27, first of all. So to give up this play, anyway, to give up a first down would have been backbreaking. But to give up a 92-yard touchdown is it's brutal. It's the longest passing play in Air Force history. It's the longest offensive play in the history of Canvas Stadium, which, I mean, it's only open since 2017, so that's not really saying a whole lot. But uh, this is one week after giving up an 87-yard rushing touchdown. That's, you can't win that way. And it was like right after you had a touchdown drive, you're feeling positive. You know, you're feeling like, all right, like maybe the Rams have a little bit of juice. And then you see that happen and you're just like, no, this is, it's the same thing. It's the Air Force and this is how this game is going to go. And it was a very similar deal in the second half. Like CSU, they think they get a stop on Air Force's first possession. It's fourth and like four and they fake the punt and they get it. And it's just one of those where, it just kills you. It's the hope that kills you, and that's what happened there. You you had some hope in, that the comeback was coming through, and Air Force does what they do. They make you defend all four downs. They ended up going for it again on fourth down on that same drive and scoring a touchdown. It's just – they just wear you down, man. It's, it's impressive, but it, it's super frustrating when you're going against it. Absolute backbreakers in the 90-plus the yard – well, 80 and 90-plus yard scores. It just um... – but it screams to me that makes me most concerned for the future moving forward is it screams bad fundamentals on the back end, which is just not what you want to see happening. Oh, like stuff happens, flukes here and there, but when you're seeing stuff like this happen over and over and over again, 
you start to worry that they're not really teaching kids how to tackle and stuff like, hey, here's how you prevent massive explosive plays with two safety shells and stuff like that. And they're just not even really playing. There's a play tonight that I noticed where both safeties were sitting. You're, they're supposed to set up in this too high shell. And then the strong safety starts to bleed down towards the box to stop the run. And then the free mm-hmm. safety doesn't really realize what is going on. And so they both end up just sort of staying there and air force gets the playoff right there. And it's only like a 12 yard run, but it happens because they're not on the same page in order for one of them to crowd into the box to make that stop. And that's fundamentals that just screamed to me how poorly coached the back end is. I mean, part of it, I will just playing devil's advocate, and I'm not going to get too defensive of CSU here. Obviously, against Air Force, it puts you in a unique predicament because you're 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 crashing so frequently that I think it's just easy to lose track of assignments and get caught up in the moment. But that's the problem. It's like against Air Force is exactly when you have to be assignment sound. Like that's exactly, you can't you do that. You beat them with your fundamentals. That's the whole point. It's the only way you can beat them, other than completely like blowing them out and just you know keeping the ball the entire time and not giving them an opportunity but I mean that hasn't happened since 2013 so obviously that's not going to happen very frequently for the Rams it's just it's it just comes down to fundamentals I mean I think Kale kind of nailed it on the head there and I they've, they've had some injury problems I, I will say like there have been some really good defensive showings and a lot of it is the veterans making tackles. That's the one thing that worries me is you don't really see a lot of young guys flashing that way. Jack Howell, maybe they got a young safety is pretty good, but I don't know. I just, I felt like that 92 yard touchdown was just kind of the turning point in this one, even though CSU had, I mean, they were only down a touchdown at halftime. Like they had more opportunities in the game, but to me, this was just kind of when air force signified like, Look, you're going to move the ball a little bit, but we're still Air Force, and then we're still going to do what we're going to do, and you can't stop us, and it's what happened. Let's um, let's play Bruce for you, I guess. (laughs) This is not – there's not a lot of individuals to highlight. If you're new to the program, Bruce for you is kind of a segment where it's like giving helmet stickers. But I I made it beer-based. We love Breck Brew. So I, you know, I figured why not shake it up a little bit. A pint is the like smallest recognition I can give you outside of giving an O'Doul, which is a negative cheers, Kale, by the way. Cheers. Um, happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Damn good seltzers from our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. I got a pint for Todd Santeo. He wasn't phenomenal in this game, but he did have 12 carries for 55 yards and a touchdown. 13 to 22 through the air, 173 yards, but pair of picks and both of them were pretty bad throws they were not catchable and I mean you lose by two scores in a game you throw two picks like you know I'm not blaming him but obviously that plays a factor you have an opportunity to score especially the red zone one like that's that's just backbreaking and everything about this game every it adds up you know inch by inch Dante Wright he gets a pint as well four catches for 32 yards yeah 32 yards he actually went down at one point, smacked his head pretty hard. Hopefully he's okay. He actually, uh, he looked like dazed. Like he kind of went to the Air Force sideline at first, and then they stopped it and were like, all right, let's get him out. Scary situation. Ended up coming back into the game, made some catches, but something to monitor. I mean, he they just got him back. Losing him would be a big blow. Not that it, I mean, 
at this point, if he's hurt, he might as well get healthy because he can't make a bowl game. So I don't really know what you're playing for other than pride anyways. But uh, I got a pint for Jack Cowell as well. True uh, freshman safety that I mentioned, 10 tackles, one and a half for loss. He had a couple of pass breakups, showed really good ball instincts in this one. He's going to be a stud. I, I really hope they can keep him and Henry Blackburn. I don't know where Blackburn's been. Um, he's been practicing. He's been warming up. I know he's been dealing with some injuries, but if you can practice and you can warm up, I don't really know why you're not playing at all. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully they get him back in these last couple of games. It would be good to see him out there. And then we'll wrap up this with a member beer for Mr. Trey McBride who had four catches for 81 yards. Get him the ball. No it's catches a in the second half. Get him the football. Try not to curse. I cursed you too much a, last week. Dude, get him a ball on a screen. I know he's a tight end, but have you seen him when he gets the ball in his hand? Just find a way to get well, him the ball. The, that's the thing is they've done it in the past. That was what was so weird. Again, I, I do have to add that Air Force, considering they had 13 and a half minutes of possession in the third quarter, like if you only touch the ball one time, you don't have a lot of opportunities to get it to him. But I mean, in the fourth quarter, even like you just, you have to get creative when you have playmakers like that. You've got to do whatever you can to, to best optimize your opportunity to move the football down the field. And doing that is getting the ball into the, to the hands of your best playmakers. And like, I know that part of it's what the defense is throwing at you and this and that. Like, I get all of that, but what you get paid to do, what you get paid to do is to get the football to Trey McBride. Like, it's simple. Like, he's good. Get him the football. Like, it's not that complicated sometimes. I just, it, it just frustrates me. And that's the thing, like, in the press conference, the Dazio keeps saying, like, you understand football, like you see these positives. You understand football, okay? Well, do you understand wins and losses? Because you're going to be three and nine. Like that's pretty simple. I understand that. So I just, I just don't know. I like, I, I so desperately want to have something positive to give people for moving forward, and, and I'll find some in the off season because that's how this process works. You talk yourself into it and you start to focus on, you know, the little thing. Oh, well, if this changes this and that's how the hope gets you in, in the first place. But I mean, if there's I, one, it, hurts. It, it does hurt, but if there's one things and speaking of Trey McBride, there's one thing that Ram fans can hang their hat on. It's the program has consistently produced really good pros over the last decade. And it's true. It's fun to watch. Whether they're, you know, high draft picks like Trey McBride's going to be or not, they tend to really work at the next level. And that's something that is fun to watch and good to keep track of. And I don't know. I'm trying to find some silver linings, bro. <laughs> no, I appreciate it, man. And like you said, basketball season is here. And obviously, we're going we're gonna to kill basketball. I'm going to have a live show once a week. It's not going to be post-game because a lot of basketball games are, you know, like Tuesday nights and stuff. I don't really see the value of going live. Um for, you know, it's a lot of middle-aged parents and stuff at, you know, like 11.30 on a Tuesday. I, I understand it is what it is. So I'm going to put it at a more reasonable time for you guys on Thursdays and Fridays to just kind of break down the last game, preview the next one. It'll be fun. Hopefully we can get some fun guests on that. We will certainly lean into basketball hard. Um, we're going to have David Roddy on a bunch of stuff. Shout out to our guy, Team DNVR athlete. We got a new David Roddy shirt coming any day now. It's 
It's They're so close. So cool. I'm so yeah, excited it, for the this design shirt. Is dope. They just they got to push it through. There's some little last things they got to finish here, but it is going to be incredible. I'm really pumped. Um, let's do last call though. We got to we got to wrap up tonight. We got to lick our wounds. We got to move on. Um, this season, it's going to be a disappointment to the fan base. Like no ifs ands or buts about it. You lost to Wyoming. You lost to Boise. You lost to Air Force. You didn't even make a bowl game. Um, you lost to an FCS team at home. You lost to Vanderbilt. Man, these are really adding up, aren't they? Um, it's been a long year. Like, it's been brutal. And I preached patience at the beginning of it, and it didn't play out. Now, obviously, they were really close to the season being very different. Not like Mountain West Championship different, but bowl game different for sure. I mean, you play a half a quarter different against Vanderbilt. You just execute against Utah State and you don't screw up the final moment. You kick that game winning field goal and that's two more wins right there. And then, you know, who knows if you get rolled by Wyoming in that scenario, like who knows, but it didn't play out. And at the end of the day, you are what your record says. It's a results business. Um, hasn't been all losing under Daz, but he's second highest paid coach in the league. Nobody's been more patient than me. Nobody. And you can't spin this. It's it's not spinnable, at least not tonight. Like I said, like tonight is a tough night to be a Ram fan. You didn't get the ball to Trey. You lost to Air Force again. You lost every important game again. You turned it over. It's just a lot of frustration. But like like Kale said, because I want to end on somewhat of a positive note. At least the Rams have produced some good pros. And you know who is going to absolutely ball out at the next level? Our guy, Trey McBride. Ryan Stonehouse is going to be a sick pro, too. I know he's a punter, but, like, we're, we appreciate punters in the modern era. And he's sick, too. So, like, we got that going for us, right? He's, like, sick. Like, he's going to be unreal at the next level. And he's probably going to end up getting drafted by a team who like I'll never punts? I hate just because that's how it works. But I'll yeah, like he'll be like a chief guys. or like a raven, and I'll be like, oh, you just never punt. Cool. <laughs> that would be such a shame. Get him in Denver. <laughs> like I'm sure we'll punt plenty next year, and you, you know, you know, he's good at altitude. But just has know. to move like down said, the road I just, too. I don't want to to be the guy that comes on and tries to sugarcoat things, especially after this brutal brutal month so you know tonight i'm basically just going to say to ram fans it's okay to be upset you know don't tweet things at student athletes that's corny um bad vibes yeah it's just it's not good it's not good karma that's not a good way like i i i believe in karma and i believe in doing if you do good things to good people good things will happen and if you want good things to happen in this football program we collectively as a fan base CSU, all of Ram Nation, got to be good people, you know, and I'm not going to get too preachy up here, but generally that's just a good thing in, in general. Just be a good person. Don't be a shitty person. Like that's, that's a simple way to live your life. <laughs> Things will turn eventually. I don't know when. I don't know if it's going to be next season. I don't know if it's going to be two seasons from now. I don't know if it's going to be three seasons from now. Eventually we're going to get the right leadership. Eventually, we're going to get somebody that comes in and takes advantage of everything that CSU has to offer. Because you want to know what? It is a great university. 
You have the best facilities in the league. You're close to Denver, which is a you know up and coming market. There's so much that could go right. It it really is a sleeping giant if you just get the right people in place. I don't know when it's going to happen. We've seen it on the hoop side. We've seen what happens if you get the right people in place. We've seen it even on football. I mean, Jim McElwain wasn't that long ago. I was an intern on that staff. I remember it. And that's that's the thing that frustrates me more than anything when I hear, you know, from Parker or players or whatever it is, you know, like CSU's never been good. We have to build the foundation. CSU has been good. I was there. I was there. So don't tell me if CSU's never been good. Don't tell me not to have expectations. But it's the hope that gets you. And the hope definitely got us this year. So hopefully next year is better. That's really all there is to say. And let's have a fun basketball season. I'm Justin Michael. This is DNBR Rams Late Night presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Shout out to my man, Kale, on the mic and behind the board. Much love, guys. Um, enjoy your Sunday. first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com ah mmm the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. <laughs> 